Alright ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Nick Sports Talk with your host, Nick Squartino. So today, we got a jam-packed episode featuring college basketball, the NFL, um, the NHL, the MLB, and some soccer to end off the podcast this week. So let's dive right into college basketball. So congratulations to uh, Baylor who ended up winning the national championship. They uh, defeated Gonzaga 86-70, to and Gonzaga's undefeated fell short by one game, and you can't deny it, folks. They had a hell of a season, so con- they, they deserve all the credit they, they can get with that in the sense that they were undefeated until the uh, final game, but unfortunately, it sucks that you can't get, you know, you get all the way to the end and you couldn't get right over that little hump to put yourselves... Uh, Submit yourselves in college basketball history by completing a fully undefeated season. So it sucks for Gonzaga, but they they uh, they ended up finishing thirty one and one, and that's a very 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 well respected uh, finish for any school in college basketball uh, nowadays. So uh, congratulations to, to Gonzaga for the hell of a season. Uh, Baylor ended up finishing twenty eight and two this year, so congratulations to them and. They were the two best teams in college basketball the whole year. So to see them face off for the national championship was really cool. And Baylor had a little bit of help from their guard, Jared Butler, who definitely helped them with his 22 points and 7 assists to get that win. So, And for Baylor, it was their first uh, men's national title in the program's history. So another congratulations to them as well. So we'll end that by... Congratulating both teams for the uh, great college basketball seasons, and I'm happy that we were able to uh, have a March Madness tournament this year. It was nice. So, moving on, um, the Arizona Wildcats have fired their head coach, Sean Miller, and his resume at Arizona is that he went to seven tournaments, and three of them were Elite Eight appearances. He's also won five Pac-12 championships, but Miller was under investigation in 2017 for corruption within the program. A former assistant coach named Emmanuel Richardson pleaded guilty to one felony count of conspiracy to commit bribery after being accused of accepting a 20000 bribe to steer Arizona players to aspiring sports agent Christian Dawkins. Uh, so, to dive in a little bit to that, it's this has been going on since 2017, so I... Uh, I'm not very surprised that he was fired, but the other other bits and pieces of info that I've got is that there was a phone call between Dawkins and Mill and uh, Sean Miller where Sean Miller said that he was paying ten thousand dollars a month for DeAndre Ayton, which I, you, I mean everybody knows by now that you're not supposed to do this in college basketball at all, but let alone ten k a month for. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, who ended up going number one overall uh, to the Phoenix Suns, but uh, it's amazing that this is this is like happening like this. Like you know, you, you never really you, you know it probably happens behind closed doors, but you never really know until all the facts are laid out in front of you. So, um, the program so the program was charged by the NCAA for uh, with five level one violations and then the program was also hit with a two with two alleged instances of academic misconduct Sean Miller was charged for not demonstrating that he promoted an atmosphere for compliance and monitored and monitored his staff so 
Arizona was uh, also thinking of uh, a contract extension for Miller, but the board said absolutely no way because he was he's been you know the whole investigation and everything like that and. I don't even know why you'd think to extend him. I understand he's got a decent resume. You go to seven tournaments. You were uh, three of them were lead eight appearances. You won five Pac-12 championships. But when is enough enough? Like he's being investigated by the NCAA hard, and you guys are thinking a contract extension. So I think it was a long time coming. Uh, ever since the investigations really happened, I think his days were limited in Arizona, and they were kind trying to wait and see exactly what was going to happen. And he essentially ruined. The programs, he the program there, the basketball program, he tarnished their honesty and everything like that uh, when he started doing all this, and he's got to start paying paying his dues now. So, good riddance, I, I guess, for him in Arizona. Now Arizona can focus on bringing in somebody that will hopefully run the program the right way and get them back to where they should be in uh, college basketball. Now, here is a topic in the NFL that has really been quite interesting these last few uh, weeks. Uh, Sean Watson has now lost his sponsorships with Nike and Beats by Dre, and I just got to say that the whole situation behind all this is crazy. Um, 22 different women have come out against Watson over the past month by saying he sexually harassed them. Uh, while getting massages and doing therapy and, and things like that. And one woman came forward and said that Watson robbed her of the feeling that she was healing people as a massage therapist. And it's just, it's disgusting. How many more cases need to come out before this man gets convicted or kicked out of the NFL? And the NFL has an, investig- an ongoing investigation, but they've done nothing about it. And, like, it's it's just, it's it's mind-boggling because... 22 different women have all said that he's done some sort of thing while he was getting a massage and it's it's just disgusting. I I really think that the if the NFL wants to clean up their act and they really got to just pinpoint every get all the information correct about what has gone on with this and as of right now I think that these women are, are true because they, what they're saying is true because you don't have 22 different cases open against you and i think this situation speaks for itself so we'll see exactly what the texans decide to do as well with deshaun watson and i'll keep you i'll keep you guys posted on what happens over the next few weeks uh with this story if it gains more traction uh and the investigations and everything move move along further down the road to uh, hopefully getting a final verdict or answer on uh, what happens to Deshaun Watson. The other big NFL news was that Sam Darnold was traded to the Carolina Panthers, and he was traded for a 2021 sixth-round pick and a second- and fourth-round pick in 2022. Um, so now, I really think this is a dumb trade in my, my opinion because, yes, I understand Sam hasn't looked great in a Jets uniform, but he's never had uh, had we- weapons around him, because he get he had Robbie Anderson, who he reunites with on the Panthers now, but who is his, probably his best weapon that he's had uh, in his a uh, few years there. But he's twenty three, he and his, uh, his stats weren't great last season. I mean that you you really can't uh, can't knock him for that. But 
he was uh, he ended up finishing with 2,208 yards, nine touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and a QBR of uh, 40.1. So. I think, though, now with him going to the Panthers, it'll be a lot more beneficial for him because he's going to Matt Rule, who uh, worked at the college level at Baylor, and now he's uh, this is going to be his second year as the Panthers head coach. And um, Him and Teddy Bridgewater will fight for the uh, starting QB spot in Carolina, but I, I think Sam's got the edge on that because Teddy Bridgewater didn't, didn't really have a uh, – really good season last year. He had a few injuries and things like that. So I think that Darnold will end up winning that essentially. Um, but obviously uh, half of this has to go to the fact of that Adam Gase was his head coach and Adam Gase ruined Ryan Tannehill. And if you look at like Ryan Tannehill's uh, since he left, uh, since Adam Gase wasn't his head coach anymore. Ryan Tannehill has become a very respectable quarterback. I mean, last season speaks for itself. 3,819 yards, 33 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, and a QBR of 78.3. He's turned into a legitimate quarterback and really helped the Tennessee Titans turn their entire uh, franchise around by uh, when they traded for or I think they traded for him. I could be wrong on that. but So I think that the move will really benefit Sam if he can prove to everybody now that He's legit and can uh, turn his career around with uh, this move to the Panthers, but I, I just think it's stupid in the sense that you drafted him that third overall, and now you have the second overall pick this year, and you're going to draft another QB that, for all we know, he could do great. And I the projected QB they're going to take is Zach Wilson, but they could also take Justin Fields or somebody else, but. It's you're going into the unknown again with a new coach, a new head coach, and Robert Salah, and I just I don't know exactly what their plan is, and we'll see exactly how this uh, whole thing pans out uh, over the uh, NFL season when that picks back up. So transitioning now to the NHL. Taylor Hall of the Buffalo Sables and Kyle Palmieri of the New Jersey Devils have both been healthy scratches recently because of their trade interests. So for me personally, it'll be really sad to see Kyle Palmieri leave because I've really liked him as a player. He's been a great uh, veteran leader for the team uh, in the locker room. And uh, it'll be really sad to see him go for now. But I feel like the Devils will try to make a play for him in uh, free agency because they were working on a contract extension, but I think they realized they're probably going to, it'd probably be better to sign him in the off season and trade him to a contender. So he can go have a shot at uh, winning a Stanley cup because right now the devils are far from that in the Eastern conference. And um, it'll be sad to watch him go, but I really hope that the, uh, I just, I really hope that he can go win a cup and come back to the devils. uh, Hopefully uh, next year with a new contract. And Taylor Hall is actually drawing some interest from his former team, the Edmonton Oilers, who traded him for Adam Larson uh, a few years ago uh, from the New Jersey Devils. And Taylor Hall had a very respectable career in uh, New Jersey in his time. He won the uh, he won the MVP, and it was great to see that. Uh, helped him get to the playoffs in 2018, but uh, in inj- some injuries and uh, some injuries happened to him, and I don't think the Devils wanted to re-sign him after that, and he really hasn't been the same player since uh, he won the, the MVP in 2018, but uh, 2018, 2019 season. But 
um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see if they can pair him with Conor McDavid, who I think will really help uh, Taylor Hall get back to what he was once, uh, what he was before uh, he went to Buffalo and Arizona. The Rangers have started off April very well so far. They uh, they beat the Sabers three two on April first. They then lost to the Sabers three three uh, two on April third, and they end up beating the Penguins last night eight four. And last night, Artemi Panarin had a goal and three assists. And Adam Fox, who leads the uh, NH the defenseman of the NHL in points, had a goal and two assists last night. And Adam Fox has been killing it for the for the Rangers right now. Um. It's nice to see a young defenseman come into their own uh, for their team and start contributing right away because he has got 36 points this season, 31 assists, and 5 goals, and he's on fire, and it's really nice to see that for them, especially for the Rangers who uh, are rebuilding, getting some young pieces, and uh, trying to figure out uh, how their youth stacks up against uh, some teams and getting the youth playing time. And It's really working out right now for the Rangers because they're, they're playing really well. Now transitioning to the uh, the other team, the New Jersey Devils, who as many of you know by now, I'm a big fan of. But yeah, the Devils have not been so hot recently. Their last three games they have played were a two one loss to the Capitals on April second, a five four loss to the Capitals on April fourth, and a five three loss to the Sabers last night. I'm gonna be completely honest here. There really aren't a lot of positives coming out of New Jersey right now. The defense stinks. They they get a lot of good looks on offense, but they can't capitalize on a lot. So it's just the whole mess right now, and I just need, they just need to continue playing and get through this season so next season they can uh, reload and hopefully be a little bit better. But the two positive things that I can talk about right now is last night, um, even though they lost the Buffalo, the Devils had their rookie... Tice Thompson get his first NHL point uh, four minutes into his first few shifts. So that was nice. It was an assist to Damon Severson, who scored the opening goal for that game. So it's nice to see uh, nice to see a rookie come in and contribute right away. So congratulations to Tice, and hopefully this is the start of many points for uh, for him in a New Jersey Devils uh, uniform. Uh the other the other thing is that today uh, Nico Heischer was skating on the ice again. Uh, in practice the cage so i'm praying to god that he comes back hopefully this uh this week or next week because they need their captain they need somebody to steer that ship and stop it from sinking and i think that he sure would be the the answer for part of their problems but we'll uh we'll see exactly how uh it pans out and when he he actually gets back on the ice so i will keep you all updated on his health and whether or not he'll come back. The good the good news with that too is he ended up traveling with um, the team, so we'll see if he gets a start, if he can get some playing time uh, in these next few games against Buffalo. Moving on to the MLB, the New York Yankees have uh, have started their season, and I couldn't be happier. I love baseball. A lot of you might might know that, but. Baseball is one of my favorite sports to watch. I love watching the Yankees. And last night they beat the Orioles 7-2. And I just want to say this. Garrett Cole, oh my God. He was pitching with a with a purpose last night. I think it was because his uh, opening day, he uh, had a little bit of a rough time. Uh, had a little bit of command issues. Couldn't get the uh, couldn't get some of his pitches going the right way. But last night, whew, 
13 strikeouts and seven scoreless innings. He was just dominant. And he threw his fastest pitch at the Yankees actually last night. It was uh, 100, uh, over 100 miles an hour. And that was, it was just, it was an electrify, electrifying performance from Garrett Cole last night. It was great, to, really nice to watch. So they continue their series against the, uh, the Orioles tonight. And Jameson Talion will be pitching for the first time since 2019. And his first time in pinstripes, so it'll be uh, good to see what exactly the uh, he's got and how he can bounce back from having Tommy John surgery. The Yankees are uh, three and two this season, and their offense started out a little bit slow. But Judge has homered twice now. Stan hit a grand slam. Jay Bruce hit a home run. A, some a lot of other guys have really helped with some key uh, hits, some key singles, doubles, and uh, getting some really good things going now. And um. It's good to see that. It's good to see Jay Bruce really stepping in for uh, Luke Voigt because Luke Voigt had surgery on a partially torn meniscus and it's going to be out for a little while. So we'll see uh, how much longer Jay Bruce uh, can play first because he's normally an outfielder. So this isn't really this is his uh, secondary position and he's kind of getting used to it. But he's he's playing a lot better now. And it's nice to see that happen for him. And the Yankees actually um, made a trade the other day and they ended up getting. Uh, Rune Odor from the Texas Rangers, and um, the Yankees traded Antonio Caballo and Josh Stowers, and the Rangers are paying the $27 million that Odor is, all, is owed. So I like this move for another lefty bat, um, and there's some insurance for the infield, whether LeMahieu gets hurt or Jay Bruce or Voigt get hurt, you need to move LeMahieu to first, and... Um, I mean, Odor has played shortstop, so if the Yankees do, he's played shortstop in the minors, but if they need him to play shortstop, if, you know, they want to move Torres back to second for a few games and LeMayu to first, they have some uh, pieces now that they can move people around and uh, figure some things out. So it's, uh, I think it's a good trade overall. Uh, you, you know, you had to give away two prospects, but you're also not the, the, Texas Rangers are paying for his uh, salary and the $27 million that he's owed. So I think it was a, a good trade. Get another lefty bat, which the Yankees desperately need, and uh, you have some backup now uh, and another another good guy to come off the bench. So uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. is now out indefinitely with a shoulder sublaction. So this means that he dislocated his shoulder uh, pretty badly Um and he's opting to not get surgery, but there are risks for when he comes back that he could hurt himself again. And it could be a lot worse, and he could definitely have to get the surgery. But apparently this shoulder injury has, uh, has been bothering him since uh, spring training, and he shut down a few games for spring training. But uh, I think the Padres, the Padres, well, not think, the Padres are definitely going to uh, take their time with this, and I think that they'll, I think they'll be okay. Uh, they have some uh, young guys that could call up to play shortstop. They could move some people around. Maybe Machado could play shortstop. He could put a, uh, somebody else at third base. Um, but it'll be really interesting to see exactly what they decide to do. And um, I'm curious to see exactly how the Padres handle this with him because if it was, it's not like this injury just happened. So I'm... It'll be, it'll be, uh, sorry, I'm drawing a blank for, for words to say, say about this, but, um, nah, it just, it, it really stinks for him because he's supposed to be the, uh, face of the franchise for the Padres and 
sucks to see your, your number one guy go down. So I'll uh, keep you guys updated on him and what uh, happens in the next few weeks with uh, his rehab and um, how the Padres handle it. So transitioning into our final topic, which is soccer, um, Real Madrid. Real Madrid beat Liverpool 3-1 in Champions League yesterday, and I don't think Liverpool will be able to come back from this because their defense is atrocious without their uh, two center backs and Joe Gomez and Van Dijk, and they're really hurting for center backs. They do not have a lot of options or backup for that position, especially. And I don't know. Real Madrid just looked like a whole different monster, and the craziest part about that is, is they didn't have Rafael Varane, Sergio Ramos, or Car- or Danny Carvalho, or even Eden Hazard. And, Real Madrid still put on that show, and that's because Tony Cruz held down that midfield yesterday for Real, and it was nice to see that happen for him. So, but I don't think uh, I don't think Liverpool's going to be able to come back from this in uh, the next leg. Man City beat Dortmund two uh, one, and this is a series that I think is going to be great to watch uh, when the next week for the second leg because. Dortmund is a great team offensively, and Manchester City has a great team on both sides of the pitch on defense and offense. And um, for a two-one result like that for the first leg, I think that it'll it'll really be a, a great game to watch uh, when the second leg rolls around. PSG beat Bayern Munich three-two, and Kylian Mbappe scored two of the three goals for PSG. And I'm kind of shocked by this because. Uh, Bayern has been one of the best teams in Europe uh, last season and, you know, this season too. And it's, uh, you know, PSG is, don't get me wrong, PSG is a very good team. But Bayern had been great defensively and offensively for the last, uh, you know, last they've been like that their uh, whole franchise. But or, I just think that it's, it's going to be tough for Bayern because uh, – they were home today, and PSG scored three away goals, and that's always huge for uh, teams in the Champions League because away goals play a huge part if they tie. But now Bayern needs to score at least two goals in the next uh, match next week, and I'm hoping they can get the job done. You know, I really like Bayern Munich as a team, and uh, but it'll, it'll, they've definitely got a uphill battle, uphill battle from here on out. So. Chelsea has beaten Porto 2-0, and goals are scored by Mason Mount and Ben Shilwell. Both of uh, these goals were away goals, which is huge for Chelsea, and I'm curious to see if Porto can come back, because Porto has been uh, a really consistent team in Champions League this year, and I'm wondering if they can uh, get back and get back at Chelsea, And uh, but they have to score now score... Uh, three goals and then uh, the second leg so it'll be a little bit tough but who knows you know you never know in champions league messi has reached 767 appearances for barcelona which now means he has the most appearances for barca and you know congratulations to him that's that's fantastic for him and i'm hoping he stays after this year because uh he's he can become a free agent after uh this year with his contract ending but We'll see exactly uh, what Barca decides to do with him, and I think he'll sign again. But you never know because of the whole rift he had with uh, the old president of the club, uh, Bartomeu. And but 
Luckily, though, this season and what I think will help them keep Messi is that Barcelona has closed the gap on Atletico by one point now. They are um, in second place, only by, uh, but Atletico is only up in first by one point on Barca. So it'll be interesting to see if they can get be- if they can get that one point, and if Atletico loses one more game and Barca can win, take the top spot and keep winning because Barca has been undefeated in, all- in La Liga for a really long time and. They've they've had like an excellent form, uh, in the uh, in the league. So I will stay up. I'll keep everybody updated on that and the t- the tight title race that is in La Liga. So moving on to our final two pieces, uh, Neymar was sent off in PSG's game against. Delay for shoving a player and receiving a second yellow, and he's been banned three games in League Un. And Delay has also jumped uh, PSG in the League Un table by three points, so that's very interesting. Because uh, most of the time PSG runs League Un, but it's nice to see another team uh, making them work for it. Uh, Paulo Dybala has returned to Juventus today, and him and Ronaldo scored in a 2-1 winning against Napoli to end uh, Juventus' skid in the Serie A. So Juventus is uh, starting to get their form back a little bit, and now I think with Dybala returning, it'll really help them. So that concludes uh, this episode of the podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and hope you all have a great day.